What up, what up, my prayer warriors? It's Christina, back with the weekly message, and we're still talking about healing. Something that I am going through currently, I think it's a continuous journey, and I'm excited because I believe that there's growth and healing that is awarded to every single person. You have to be open to it. You have to be willing to walk in that. And so I would like to talk about and just jump right in. Let's talk about coping. Well, let's rephrase that, how to properly cope or a healthy way of coping. It wouldn't behoove you for me to tell you about coping unless I talk to you about how I have been dealing with coping or what has worked for me. So here it is, y'all. This is my testimony from 2019. And I know I shared last week about just some things that I was battling with, but when we talk about coping, that's a very strong thing because sometimes we recognize that we're in the middle of a situation, but we don't know how to get out of it or we don't know how to deal with it. One of my coworkers would always say, and I quote, Christina, your 30% is someone else's 70%. He would always say, you never phone it in. The reality is, is that a lot of times I did phone it in. And even if I wasn't feeling it, I would always give an illusion that I was. It got real in 2019, if I were to be honest. I realized that I was just in over my head. In my emotional struggles, I was dealing with a lot with family. I was dealing with a lot within my relationships. Just a change in dynamic regarding my circle of friends, regarding my support systems. I I felt that I was just drowning, to be honest. And instead of me being able to properly communicate that or being able to really tap into my feelings, I sunk so deep in one of the deepest places I've ever been. And I do know that there have been times in my life where I've reached just the new level of low. And 2019 for me was that, right? And I I found myself in all of my stress trying to cope. Now, I know in this series, and we're talking about healing from your past, we're saying that we are wanting to get rid of those traumas, those pains, those experiences. And sometimes it's just stress, y'all, like coping with the everyday, day-to-day. And for me, in 2019, I'll admit, alcohol was my coping strategy. Now, anyone that knows me knows that I've never really been into you know, sitting at home and drinking and, you know, going out everywhere and drinking. That's never really been my thing. And I could confidently say that alcohol was never really a struggle for me. But in 2019, I found myself indulging. I found myself trying to bury the hurts, the pains, the emotions, the lack of communication in this substance. And my feelings about everything, that got even deeper because I started to feel lonely. I started to feel unworthy. I started to feel rejection. I started to feel, you know, anger and disappointment at the fact that I thought the people that I was rocking with, they were really rocking with me. And I felt so stressed and I couldn't really thoroughly communicate what that was. And so in order to get through social situations, in order for me to even have an ounce of communication, even with, you know, the love of my life, I felt like I needed to have some kind of drink just so that I could have the liquid courage to say what I was really feeling. For some of us, our past and our toxicity takes place in the very thing that we indulge in. It's the very thing that shackles us. Now, alcohol didn't shackle me necessarily, but my feelings of rejection coupled with 
the glasses of alcohol and me secluding myself from other people took me back to a place that I just never wanted to be in again. And that became a trigger for me, which sent me into a very deep spiraling hole. The activities that we participate in, they produce the hurt, the pain, the traumas, or sometimes it just produces a a feel-good feeling for us that takes us back to a place that we know we're going to regret later, i.e., for some of us, it's shopping and spending. For some of us, it's drinking and drugs. And for some of us, it's sex. I mean, let's just be real. You got that friend that you call up and you know that one person or maybe it's a couple people for some of y'all, but you know that you can call them to kind of, you know, ease the pain. Some of us is anger. Some of us, that's revenge. But none of those things produce proper healing. In fact, you'll likely have more problems healing after those things. And I want us to do something different in 2020. I believe that the Lord is calling us to do something different in this year. Once we recognize we can properly address the why and make a proactive plan to narrow down the appropriate methods to healing. Now, coping, by definition, is to deal effectively with something difficult. Now, Krita Kerr's definition is, yeah, it's all of that, but it's not just dealing with, it's also learning from. I'm going to say that again. Coping is not just dealing with, it's learning from something difficult. We have to develop skills that will allow us in the moment to recognize the triggers, address the issues with communication, and continuously work on our ongoing healing process. Now, it may take a few attempts before the ideal coping method is is learned or developed, but you'll get there. And each situation won't warrant the same coping method. Like for instance, I should have never turned to the bottles of alcohol. Actually, what I needed was a therapist. What I needed was friends to rally with me. And I needed to not be in seclusion. I needed community. But of course, in the moment, I didn't feel that way. Nor did I know how to communicate all of those things. And so all the things that I'm going to list, these are just a few suggestions of things that you can do to properly cope with those unhealthy habits, those unhealthy uh, situations that we find ourselves in to heal from, again, some of the pains that we've dealt with in our lives. First suggestion, we need to reflect. Think of all the things that have affected you about the particular situation. Think of all who were affected. Why did you respond the way that you did and really narrow that down? And what about it affected you so deeply that it is still lingering on today? In all of that thinking, we need to attempt to stop the pattern in its tracks. Even though we're reflecting, we don't want to dwell there. You want to use the knowledge that you just learned about the situation in diving deep and begin to tackle the emotion and the situation inch by inch to move forward. For instance, when I sat in my first therapy session, some of the questions that she asked me, I couldn't even answer. She asked me about what does wellness mean to me. I didn't know how to answer that. She said, is there anybody in your life that you would consider well? Like, who do you think is well in your life? And I told her I didn't know of anyone. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just sharing my truth. But the reality is, is that that caused me to reflect. I'm like, girl, not every single person you know is ill. Like, somebody's got to be well. But in my mind, I realized if I don't think that anybody is well, then what does that say about my concept or my idea of wellness? And I had to dig deep into that. Like, where does that come from? And of course, she helped me through that. But it helped me narrow it down 
inch by inch of what my definition of wellness meant and how I can move forward toward wellness. The second thing is to forgive. Matthew 6, 12, we know it all too well. It's the Lord's Prayer. It says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Family, your healing is not true healing if you have never released yourself or others for the part that they have played in it all or that you have played. You start by forgiving yourself. The emotions, the situations, they're real. And real responses occur in the moment. We all know that to be true. We're only human. But we need to let them go. Releasing ourselves of the trauma and the pain. Now, I do want to mention that not every situation you'll have to forgive yourself, right? Sometimes there are things that happen around us, that happen in our environments, that happen in our family units that we really could not control. And so for us, it's not necessarily forgiving ourselves, but it's forgiving other people. But we can also begin to forgive ourselves for parts that we have played in our own personal traumas that were due to our toxic behaviors. Now, this is some tough stuff because sometimes it'll warn a conversation. Other times it does not. But either way, you have to free yourself of them. The third thing is to take initiative. Now, this piggybacks off of the previous point that we have to take ownership in whatever role we played, but being careful not to point any fingers. Now, this is key when we're talking about toxic behaviors, things that we have done to ourselves or things that we have done in our past that we know wasn't the best decision, but now we're living with the consequence. Because we know that there are traumas that are not our fault, we have to own up to the things that are. And maybe for some of us, it's we didn't respond or stick up for ourselves. Or we engaged in some kind of toxic behavior or opened the door to some kind of sin, behavior, or situation that we were not entirely proud of. But either way, guilt, shame, and fear will creep up if we do not take ownership. And even sometimes when you do take ownership, you will start to feel that because the enemy wants to destroy you. But don't let him win. This is the time to be free. And to walk in dignity and respect for yourself. Your life will begin to look different as you heal from some things. You'll be more careful to process and more careful to use any of the methods that we talked about in this series to help better yourself. Now, there are many, many more methods, i.e. speaking to a professional to help aid you in your healing process. And that could be mediation. It could be therapy. And for some of us, we just need flat out accountability. We just need community. But either way, no matter what method you'd use, you have to make a plan and you have to move forward with that plan in total freedom. Yes, you're going to cry it out. Yes, it might bring up some feelings of anger. Yes, you may start to feel disappointed and all of those things, but you have to move forward. This is not something that is supposed to keep you. I'm going to wrap up with this scripture and it's in Deuteronomy 419 and it says, but watch out. Be careful not to forget what you yourself have seen. Don't let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. But be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. Friends, this is not talking about holding on to your past and keeping it under lock and key so that you can go back and remind yourself of it. This is talking about don't forget what you've experienced. Don't forget those things. As you're meditating, as you're reflecting, don't forget the things that you've gone through and learn from them. 
and pass what you've learned on to your children and to your grandchildren. And it prevents generational curses from happening. Whereas you experience those traumas, those pains, those experiences. I know for me, I don't want my children to experience the same hurts that I have. Let's get ahead of it. Let's start working day by day to recognize certain things within ourselves, to forgive ourselves, to forgive other people, to truly heal and to cope. Again, which is dealing with something difficult, but our definition, learning from something difficult. Freedom is yours today. Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, thank you for not just sitting high, God, but also looking low, Father. That we can look up to the hills, for we know that that is truly where our help comes from. There's none other that can help us and comfort us and be with us the way that you can. There's no one that can, that can hold us at night, wipe our tears, and, and, and mend our broken hearts like you can, God. There's no one that can heal our bodies, oh God, heal our minds, and restore our hearts back to its rightful place other than you, Father. Thank you, God, because even in all of our hurting, God, even in all of our trauma and experiences, God, even the things that we may have done, that we knew that there could be repercussions from this, God, I pray right now that you help us to to rid ourselves of guilt and shame and fear and the feelings of abandonment, God, and rejection, Father, that you help us to rid those feelings, those emotions, and help us to get down to the root of the thing. Why is it that we feel this way? Why is it that we keep accepting those names that we're being called instead of walking in the freedom that you've called us to? Your word says that you cast our sins as far from the east as to the west, O oh God, and that you have forgotten about them and that they were thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, God. I pray that we will learn to forgive ourselves, God, not to necessarily rid our thoughts of the things, God, because I believe that that's a part of our testimony, but Father, to walk in true grace and true humility and true forgiveness. God, I pray right now for coping. God, I pray right now that we'll become individuals that can deal with the difficult things with your help, God, and that you will help us to learn from those difficult things as well. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to go ahead and leave us with this blessing on this Monday. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Our God will make this happen because he who calls you is faithful. All right, guys, I hope you have a blessed week and I'm praying for you.